can tell, by the way, my podcast is so late. I was hardly staying alive. <laughs> Welcome to the Witty Bitch Podcast. I'm your host, Allison. And today we're covering the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. <laughs> I don't know why I'm using that tone. Again. And today, please join us now as we cover the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. <laughs> I titled this episode, Disco Liabilities. To me, it was an episode full of, honestly, uh, after last week when I was like, you know what? We're back to kicking ass. We're in it. I'm in it again. They got me back in. It took me about five times to try to get through this episode (laughs) to the point where my notes are Tarantino'd. And for those of you who are not film buffs, um, that means you start at the end and go to the beginning. So we're just going to be skipping around. But, you know what we will also be doing? Staying alive. To quote the great Bee Gees. But so we start the episode still at Kyle's birthday dinner. And everyone's crying. Well, everyone, by everyone, I just mean Lisa Renna. Just crying, screaming across the table, shenanigans, all that stuff. In the middle of, like, then once they calm Lisa down, she's like, you know what triggered it was sudden. We have grief, we have fear, we have laughter. I need more laughter. <laughs> I do like that in the middle of Rena just having a meltdown, just crying so, so badly. She's, well, and she's also, it's Rena crying, so it's fake. But the, Dorit gets up and goes, Do you think now would be a good time to serve Kyle's birthday cake? And I was like, I hope, I hope in my life, well, actually, I don't actually hope this, uh, but just to be like, oh, one of my friends is having a full meltdown, like, just crying, like, just full tears, like, needs to be consoled, and be like, do you think now's a good time for the birthday cake? It is, and she decides that it is, so they bring out a birthday cake, and as they're all eating cake, quote-unquote, they're like, all right, well, what else should we talk about? Like, is there any, like, they're like, well, now that we're here, let's, are there any other big issues we need to talk about? And Crystal just goes, I'd like to talk about my eating disorder. (laughs) It's not funny. Sorry, it's it's a real struggle, and but just it's like we're, we keep going with it. But I I also I giggle because I'm like I can't think of a less better group of humans to discuss an eating disorder with than any housewife, any of the housewives, but especially especially Beverly Hills. I don't know, especially Rena. She was like, well, I asked Rena, <laughs> like Kyle's like, are you getting the right help? What are you doing? What what's that? And it's like. Like, instead of helping or being supportive, they're, like, they're, like, grilling Crystal about it every time. Just, like, grilling her. And she's like, and I asked Renna, and I just wrote, why? Why, Crystal? Why? Why would you ever ask Lisa Renna about, about any sort of therapy, but especially, like, eating disorder? But whatever. Here we are. Then Sutton was like, well, you know what? I have something to say. Like, after everyone's so, like, getting into their deep stuff, like, Renna's like, you know, I miss my mother, blah, blah, blah. It's grief. Grief. That's what it is. Okay, everyone. But also remember, lowest lip kits are 50% off this weekend in honor of my mother. So it's like, good. Keep making that money. Keep hustling. You can't hustle a hustler. She's just sitting going, well, I, w- I would like to address something myself. I had a very bad Saturday because I don't like being a friend with liabilities. And then Diana randomly just says, like, what did she say? She, Diana's, this, okay, let's, let's, let's call it like it is. Stop it, Diana. Stop it. Like, you are an awful person. You're just a bad person. 
And I know usually my rule is like, bad people make good TV, but Diana is just like, it is insufferable and it's getting inappropriate. And she just goes after Garcelle any chance she gets. And luckily Garcelle is unbreakable, but that doesn't mean you should go after someone just because they are strong. But she just randomly goes, I think that Garcelle is the hardest one to crack here. Or like she says, something, she's like, Garcelle is extremely aggressive or something weird out of nowhere. And Garcelle's like, what the fuck? And she's like, it's hard to get to know you. I don't know. And Garcelle iconically goes, you know what? Google me if you want to know me. And I went, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. And that's when Lisa Renna also says, she goes, Garcelle, I think Garcelle, you're defensive because of fear. And you need to come from a place, not of fear, but of love. And I did an, are you kidding me? Uh, Lisa ran out, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And can I just say, speaking of are you kidding me, when I turned on this week's episode and we were still at this godforsaken homeless, not toothless gala <laughs> slash Kyle's birthday dinner, apparently, I don't an interesting uh, fusion of events there. That, oh, we're going to have a birthday dinner for Kyle at the Homeless Not Toothless Gala. <laughs> hey, to each their own. Um, and then we, so we finally, I think after that commercial break, we're finally, oh, no. One more random thing. The, the men are talking outside, and Piquet is like, what does he say? Just scams. <laughs> Piquet, if, if I knew him, and I love Piquet and Dorit, I want them on my TV. There's been rumors that Dorit may not be coming back next season or is on, like, the cutting board. Like, they're like, mm, debating, and I'm like, do not take my Dorit away. I really enjoy her, but but because, like, well, you know, like, to Mauricio, I believe to Rob, and to some other random man that's there. Who knows? At this party, who knows at this point? At, or at this gala. It's a gala for the... Homeless, not toothless. <laughs> he's like, he's like. So, anyways, if you'd like to invest, it's basically sort of a something, something cryptocurrency, blah blah blah. If I really explained it, if I told you, it'd have to kill you. And Mauricio's like, you don't have anything. Like, <laughs> Mauricio on the corner is just high and like, it's like, you you ain't got jack shit. <laughs> and he's like, well, guess what? You may be the king of real estate, but soon you'll be bowing down to the emperor. <laughs> And then Mauricio was like, I thought you were the king of rock. And then Kay was like, oh, I quite like that. And I was like, well, this episode, we are reaching. We're grasping at straws. We're, like I said, we're staying alive. So then we um, finally have a commercial break. We're finally not at that party. It's done. It can't hurt us anymore. It's, we're, we're away from the <laughs> Homeless Not Toothless charity gala, which I've heard does great work. Uh, and we get to... I believe we're at Crystal and Rob's house, and Crystal and Rob do have a very sweet moment. She's pouring him a glass of some sort of, probably like insanely priced wine, because he was like, oh, this is my favorite, and like, are you drinking too? And he's like, happy Friday, but but she's just like, you know, like the girls keep asking me of my eating disorder, they keep asking, and I feel like I have to answer to them, and et cetera, and it's just, it's hard, and I've been seeking help, and I know that help is out there but he's just like you know you don't have to answer to anyone and she's like well they they just are asking like why he's like why would they ask and she's like because of that post that I did an Instagram about it and he was like well to be honest I was surprised myself that you did that post and I was like you gotta love some honesty from a husband but 
yeah, I thought, you know, Rob's really, he's really getting to me. I, he just seems so earnest. Like, you don't have to answer to them and blah, blah, blah. And, and then so they say, I'll drink to that. And then Kathy Hilton comes over for no reason, it seems. And she goes, well, you know, none of us are doctors. We're not lawyers. Uh, we, we aren't therapists. So it's good to be seeking professional help. And then, like, Crystal's like, yeah, exactly. And, like, with my eating disorder, and Kathy Hilton just goes, sorry, excuse me, dear, do you have a cracker or something? I, I just want some nibbles. And then, like, it's just Rob and Crystal doing, like, comedic space work, frantically looking for snacks for Kathy. Like, Rob's like, we just got this great basket of things right over here. And, like, oh, are you, like, what kind of cheese? Like, are, are you, like, more of a, like, a brie? Or into a brie, a blue cheese, maybe a gouda, and Kathy's like, gouda sounds good, and maybe a Diet Coke, and, and they're like, I just love that you just come over and just eat, and she's like, well, I didn't drive all this way for nothing, it was, it was frantic, to say the least, and then we cut to Kyle having a weird, well, I wouldn't say weird, but only because it's Kyle, it's like pajama party with her family for her birthday, this family look I'm like I hope you guys can hear it I hope, I hope it's picking up on me just flipping through the pages <laughs> no it's trying to find it this is not the first time that we've seen Mauricio and Kyle pull this move with this uh Joe's stone crab because they like the whole family like, they are just product placementing the hell out of like Joe's like oh and I got your favorite Joe's Joe's stone crab lots of noodles and Joe's stone crab and then everyone has like the bibs like it's like they're just like it's like give us free stone crab and I have looked up the place it's uh you know hey I would want if I give if I could get my hands on well I would say if I could get some free stone crab I would but frankly as an east coast girl at heart uh, you know I want like a Maryland blue crab with some old bay seasoning I'd be doing it too but it's just funny how they're always like oh mm, this Joe's phone fo- Joe's stone crab well it's my favorite <laughs> And all that stuff. Just go on and on. And, of course, because uh, you know that Kyle can't help but, but drop a name. If you're at Kyle's house, you better be ready to be bending over and picking up things because names are going to be getting dropped everywhere. All which ways. You better look at the floor so you don't trip on a name that she just dropped. But she goes, look at these flowers. They're the ones that Kris Jenner sent me. <laughs> She's like, oh, we, back to ro- we used to roller skate all the time back in the day. Me, my family, the Jacksons. She names like five other 1960s shows. And it's like, you just cannot help yourself. And then let's see, you guys, this is really, I don't even know if I'll post this. (laughs) Now we get to, I think, where it's going to be more coherent. I mean, but will it though? Uh, there's, There's like a scene with Erica and Lisa having a lunch together. And Lisa's like, bopping around a teacup in a way that I've never seen a teacup handled so aggressively and they're I, god knows what they're talking about I could I don't know it's I was just like I'm not like that I went into a rogue state I was just like, I'm not here right now for this you guys this is why hey nominate me for an award for podcaster of the year <laughs> this is the kind of content this you don't get this anywhere else just <laughs> the recap is just that scene wasn't my eyes just like glossed over and I was not here. I was, the Kill Bill music came on to like, <laughs> just went into a dark place. Kyle's with Sutton at a dinner, or it looks to be a dinner, wearing what I would classify as possibly the ugliest sweater slash blazer slash jacket 
I've ever seen in my life. They continue to talk about like sentence like, well, you know, I really do not like being called a liability. And it was fair for me to say it. And Kyle was like, well, I think you just really caught us all off guard. Okay, Sutton? <laughs> and I wasn't escaped to Witch Mountain. And have you, did you see the flowers that Chris Jenner sent? Did, did you see it? And I used to skate with the Jacksons. Do you know? Do you know? <laughs> but so Sutton has a date. She, like, she's like, well, Kyle, don't get me all worked up. Because you know what? I have a date later. And Kyle's like, in, in, are you wearing that? Like, is that what you're wearing? And Sutton's like, yeah. And, and Kyle's like, shouldn't you show up looking, you know, more a little more poor? And <laughs> Sutton goes, this is poor. <laughs> like, wearing, like, just, like, probably hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of jewelry and, like, purses and clothes. But I had never heard that sort of advice. Is that a thing? To, like, because Kyle's thing was, she was like, oh, like, like, oh, you should show up poor so that the man will want to take care of you? Like, is that, are you supposed to, because then you won't have to take care of the man? It was a really weird advice. I was like, what sort of, what sort of big Kathy fucked up Hilton family advice, Richard's Hilton family advice is this, to, like, you show up looking poor. And I, slash, I was like, I was like, note to self, for your next date, show up looking like little orphan Annie. And changed my ringtone to, it's a hard knock life. And that was a terrible. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. My voice is shot because, look, I know this is the Witty Bitch podcast and I'm covering Beverly Hills, but um, just, I was having some sleeping issues and some thermostat issues at my place. And it, it goes up to, it'll just randomly go up to like, 77 or 79 degrees in the middle of the night no matter what I set it at but so like half asleep last night I got up and I was like oh damn it it like it went up to 77 again I was like I need to be I need to be if I'm comfortable like at a a 69 and make jokes about that as you will (laughs) that's my ideal maybe a 68 but I realized when I woke up this morning um that I had pushed the temperature so low in like a fit of half asleep frustration that I slept with my uh, thermostat on a, uh, it was between a 63 and a 64. So my voice is just like, <laughs> it's like someone just left me outside in a blizzard. She said quite, quite Californian-y, but I was just like, why is my voice so scratchy today? <laughs> the perfect time to podcast. Perfect. But yeah, I will, um, I will be setting my ringtone too. It's a hard knock life, and I will just dress up fully as little orphan Annie, wig and all, for the next date, <laughs> so that so that the man will know that you are poor and you need to be taken care of. It's a hard knock life for us. It's a hard knock life for us. Which, sorry, I used Sutton's voice because it was Kyle that gave it up, but I really was. I was like, what in the big Kathy? hell is that kind of advice like what sort of hellscape like whatever then we have um Piquet and Dorit getting ready for this disco party um, which I will admit it took me about like 20 minutes into the disco party when we get there to realize it was a party thrown by Lisa Renna for her for Lisa, Lisa Renna, Renna Beauty Lip Plumper Disco Party is what it was called. I feel like we could have shortened the name of that one down. You know, we can kind of 
kind of less is more, but but so it's all seventies theme, like very like they're like we're gonna, we want a studio studio fifty four vibe, blah blah blah, like all that. But Dorit's like she's like I'm on skates and like in the house and cute little Phoenix, their daughter, who I think is like maybe five or six. Um, I know on the little label thing underneath it said the age, but I didn't write that one down. But just a little cutie pie, but because like the K's like. Darling, you're going to fall. Stop it. You're going to fall and break your neck. And Phoenix is like, I'm here to help her. <laughs> she goes to, just to her dad, to PK. Just, I love a little, just like a little, little kids. But like getting that, like putting their parents in their place. But she goes, she goes, if she falls and breaks her neck, it's your fault because you are making her less confident. And I was like, I'm getting that tattooed on my body. Like, if she falls and breaks her neck. It's because it's your fault because you made her less confident. Do you hear that, men? Do you hear that? Stop making stop making your women less confident because we're going to fall and break our necks and it's going to be your fault because you made us less confident. And I'll tell you who didn't fall all night. Dorit. Because she still got that confidence. And I'm not getting a tattoo. But I was just like, that's the cutest thing in the world to hear a little like five-year-old girl say. A feminist icon, frankly. A feminist queen. Just... If she falls and breaks her neck, it's your fault because you made her less confident. I was like, yes, raise her up. <laughs> then we're at the disco party. At least Lisa's plump, plump liver, plump, plump, disco ball, gala, <laughs> beauty show, whatever, <laughs> roller derby. Uh, but just she comes in and she's like harassing the staff immediately, wearing the most outrageous wig. Although I will say for this. For this event, because it is like the fun, you know, like disco theme, I think it's appropriate that everyone had like really insane hair. Like that's fine when it's a theme party. So for that one, I'll let it slide. But, but yeah, she comes in just coming in hot, just harassing the staff because they don't have real lemons. And she's like, I'm, I'm sorry, are you are you real bartenders? Are you are you kidding me? Are you kidding? Are, are you real? And then she and they're like, oh, but we have some pre-made drinks already set up here. And she's like. No, we need real lemons, because I'm not, I'm not doing any of that powder shit. I don't do that funky dry shit. And I was like, uh, yeah, you don't do any of that funky dry powdered shit unless it's crushed up pills. <laughs> you know that, Lisa. And speaking of funky dry powder shit, then both Lisa and uh, Garcelle regale us with stories of Studio 54, because they both really went... Uh, Kathy did as well, but I think Kathy just was there all the time. I don't know that Kathy tells us. Like, I think she's just like, oh, you had to be, like, if you weren't there, you were nowhere. And I was like, I don't know, Kathy. <laughs> but Garcelle tells a story about how she was like, oh, I remember being there, and I was so excited to, like, be invited, but the table I was with, like, there was a whole bunch of cocaine just mounded up on the table, and... They, like, wanted me to do, like, a line of it, or, like, to, like, they offered it to me, and I felt like I needed to, and then I got nervous, so I, like, trembled and, like, <laughs> like knocked it all into the floor on accident, and everyone got so mad at me, and I was like, Garcelle, I love you, but did you knock it all on the floor, or did you, like, <laughs> but look, I'm not saying go publicly admit on TV that you did a bunch of blow at Studio 54, but I was just like, that's an interesting twist to the story. And then Lisa Renna's uh, Studio 54 story was riveting, per usual. Just, just, a, it's 
She leaves you just on the edge of your seat. What will she say next? But she was like, oh, I remember Studio 54 just being there. And I was there, and I went there once, and there were communal bathrooms. I'd never seen such a thing. Can you believe it? And I was like, I can believe it. It's like a communal bathroom. Like, it's like, that's, that's not that unbelievable. I think Garcelle's mound of coke story was better than that one. And even if she did just knock... I would love to just knock a mound of cocaine over at Studio 54, R.I.P. And <laughs> what, what in the Andy Warhol hell is this party? Are these stories? All of this stuff? <laughs> per usual, the setup. Look, I'm gonna say this. I don't want to jinx what's coming up, but we've all heard the Aspen rumors, the big Aspen trip. Because I just wrote, oh my god, Aspen is next week. Because Kyle is like, you guys, we have, a, we have a great house in Aspen, and I think we should all go visit. But it's not that big, so we might, you know, some of us might have to, like, either be kind of cramped together or be another, like, just other, if we can find a hotel. And I was like, if we can find a hotel, like, your sister is Kathy Hilton, and it's Aspen. It's like, you better be able to find a fucking hotel. Like, they, she's the... She's a Hilton. It's like, yeah, I hope you can find a hotel. And Diana goes, like, I'll stay at the hotel. I'm a great hostess, but not a great guest. And I went, you're a great nothing, Diana. <laughs> and they have these, then these performers break out onto the dance floor that are called like the gold, the gold dancers or the gold jacket dancers. And I don't know if that's just what they referred to them as because they were wearing gold. Or if that's, like, a group I should be familiar with. But I forget who, but someone said, well, it's, it's no Melissa Etheridge, but the gold dancers are fun. <laughs> it's like, hell yeah. <laughs> Let's never, I want no episode to go by where we don't just bring up Melissa Etheridge from last week, because I loved it. And then Kathy sits down with Garcelle, and she's like, she's like, oh, the funniest thing happened. Last night, Rick said to me, so, are you doing Garcelle's... Are you doing your show? Is that tomorrow or the next day? And like, um, then she's like, you know, Rick, he grew up, he's a nice Catholic boy, always had to worry about what he's doing. He, and she's like, you just have to watch what you're saying. Especially these days, you get caught doing the wrong thing and you're canceled. And that's what Rick said to Kathy. And I went, ominous for Aspen? Foreshadowing for Aspen? Because apparently, in case you all don't know, the, the rumors are, and allegedly, allegedly, I don't want to get sued, <laughs> allegedly, that Kathy uh, says some words that you should not ever say, and they're caught on mic and on camera, and it's the, yeah, she says the F word, and I'm not talking about, fuck! <laughs> sorry, Mom. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Poochie. Sorry that I just screamed, fuck. Fuck. But it's not... I mean, I think fuck is included in her, like, mental breakdown, but she says some uh, hateful, horrific words. And in the middle of it, too, after, after that, because I, like, I was like, that was an ominous scene. Like, well, the, if you just say the wrong thing one time, there you are, you canceled. I was like, oh, Kathy, if you only knew what you're about to do. Although I do think that they hit Bravo with a cease and desist, so I don't, I don't think we get to actually see that scene. But, hey, we're going to find out in Aspen. Where all good things are found out. Like the fact that you have motion, or no, altitude sickness. <laughs> or no, I didn't find that out in Aspen. I found that out in Denver or Breckenridge. I was in Colorado somewhere, though. And I was like, oh, altitude sickness is real, and I have it. 
And it's no joke. Anyone going up to Colorado, dead serious. Just watch out for that altitude. Because, you know, depends on the person, but it, it'll really knock you out. And uh, in the middle of, like, the group just chatting. And again, this is Lisa Renna's lip plumper plump plump town lip kit God knows what disco party. <laughs> the longest name in the world. And it just has pictures of Lisa Renna everywhere. <laughs> but she just turns to, like, the whole group and goes, like, interrupts it and goes, So, guys, are we going out tonight? <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> you're already out. So, I mean, like, I'm so bored with the party. I was like, ugh, Kathy, the shade. You gotta love it. And per you, then you go back to Kyle just being a shit-stirrer. Because, like, Kyle's like, Sutton, are you still upset about the liability thing? Lie and Sutton's like, well, yeah, but I don't know. That, I don't know that right now is the right time. And Kyle just goes, Erica, what did you mean by when you said Sutton's a liability? Like, <laughs> screams it across the room slash party. Erica goes, well, you know what I mean? I mean, she's a hindrance to the group. That's what I meant. That's what I mean. And I think at some point when Erica's getting ready for the party, she says, she's like, you know, I'm giving, it's giving me everything. This hair, I'm giving you Jerry Hall. And I was like, don't you, Erica, you're not giving Jerry Hall at all. Like, you're, you're not Jerry Hall. And it's like, keep Jerry Hall's name out of your fucking mouth. How about that? But yeah, they turn, it's, it, then it's, this goes on and on. It's, we've been doing it all season. It's everyone ganging up on Sutton. Garcelle having Sutton's back. But for some reason, Erica just not... She wants so badly to be friends with Garcelle, but acts horrifically towards her or in front of her. Erica's like, well, you know what? Because Garcelle, as long as you're on Sutton, you're never going to only... You're never going to see me with your own eyes. Think with your own brain, not Sutton's. And Garcelle's like, I am thinking with my own brain. And then she just goes, you can't treat me well and treat my friends badly. And I went, hell yeah, Garcelle. That's friendship goals. And I also thought, should I just get a sound clip of me going, hell yeah, Garcelle? <laughs> like, it's like, after anything Garcelle says, I'm just like, hell yeah. <laughs> but I will say, side note, I feel like, like, this season, the whole theme has just been everyone, like, ganging up on Sutton over and over again. Over my queen Sutton, because y'all know that I'm a slutton. I love Sutton so much. I really do. I love, <laughs> she, she is a, she is a nice she has etiquette, and she, she said, we'll talk about this tomorrow. I will give you a phone call, because this is not the place. But I do think that um, the, there's, I just think it's very hypocritical, because, like, Kyle, Erica, Lisa Renna, like, back when Teddy, sorry to even say the name, guys, sorry. Trigger warning, Teddy Mellencamp. But they would call themselves, like, the, like, Fox Force 5 or something. But it's, like, every other housewife aside from Garcelle and I would I would argue not Crystal like Crystal doesn't do it either but like they just are constantly ganging up on Sutton and then only having each other's backs just hypocritical but Sutton's strong she's taking it like it is she's just like whatever and Garcelle is hell of a friend that truly is friendship goals and it's only proof that it's quality not quantity I don't know that I'd want to be friends with the Fox Force 5 but then we have one of the best the best part of this, I considered just not even podcasting this episode and just only playing this clip because they start to discuss uh, the mix-up, the fight that happened at the homeless, not toothless event, and all it just crumbles. All hell breaks loose as they try to... <laughs> I'm just going to play the audio. I hope that I caught it properly. Let's see. It was me. No, it wasn't. Yes, it 
audio but that is the one of the best scenes so look this was a sleeper episode it was hard to get through with that scene and the way that finally everyone's just giggling like garcelle's giggling kathy is fully just trolling um dorit dorit's getting so mad <laughs> and everyone just keeps mixing it up homeless <laughs> toothless not homeless teeth teeth and homes homes and teeth <laughs> who knows they don't no one knows <laughs> I really should just not have even podcasted this week and just been like, you know what? I'm going to play that clip. Like, that's that's all you need. Clip! Clip! But they, um, then, I mean, they continue to just gang up on Sutton. So she's trying to, like, she keeps getting interrupted, so it seems like she's, like, stuttering or losing her train of thought. But it's like, no, you have, like, like six or seven women jumping down your throat every time you talk. Like, so she's trying to get through a sentence and... And, of course, Erica tries to be slick, and she's like, oh, and I'm the one with a drinking problem. And, like, she's like, well, we'll get to that. And, like, Garcelle goes, yeah, we can get to that in a second. And then Erica looks shook. Shook. Erica is as shaken as one of the nine martinis she's already had in the past hour at this party. She's like, that's it. I've had enough. You're trying to push a false narrative on me. And she goes, yeah, you need to figure out your meds and drinks. You admitted it yourself. And just because you don't like it doesn't mean that it's false or not true. <laughs> and then says to Erica, look, I can make you, like, because Erica's like, oh, yeah, well, you're trying to make me look bad. Kick me when I'm down, trying to make me look bad. <laughs> and she goes, no, you can make yourself look bad all by yourself. She goes, honey, it's my life to ruin, and I'll ruin it if I want to. But it's like, you know whose lives weren't yours to ruin, Erica? Erinka? Have I have I had nine martinis today? <laughs> but um, the lives that weren't yours to ruin were those of the widows and orphans, Erica. The victims, the widows, the orphans that you've stolen and lived off of millions of dollars from that are not yours. That's who. But, oof, but I just love the... just ends with Kathy leaning into Garcelle and going, boy, did I get called up for the, the homeless and toothless thing. She's like, I'm saying homeless, toothless. What does it matter? Toothless, homeless, homeless, toothless, toothless, homeless. What, what can you do? And Garcelle's like half amused, half looks a little uncomfortable. And then Kathy's like, I'm going to call you tonight and just start saying homeless, toothless, homeless, toothless, toothless, homeless. And Garcelle goes, I will not be taking that phone call. And Sutton also is like, you know, Erica. I'm just letting you know I want to have a discussion with you, but properly, so I'll be giving you a phone call tomorrow in the daytime so we can discuss this one-on-one, because this is not the time or place. That's my Sutton. That's my queen. And Erica goes, oh, you know what, honey? Don't call. And that's why, like, why, Erica? Because you're going to be hungover or on pills. And, yeah, that's that. Look, I, uh, I know it was rough, but we, we got through it. We stayed alive. And I'm really excited for Aspen. And I know my recording is late, but love you all. I hope you had a fantastic week. Don't set your thermostats to 63 degrees or 64. This isn't Nintendo in 2001. <laughs> Nintendo 64. This is, it just happened though. It just happened. <laughs> but that's why my voice is hoarse as hell. But maybe is it kind of cute? Can I kind of pull it off? A little, little raspy, a little, little something? 
no, don't worry. I know that I can't. <laughs> but thanks for tuning in. See y'all next week. Wait, also, oh my God, you guys. It just hit me how high the bill is going to be for keeping, for accidentally keeping the thermostat at 63 degrees all night or 64. It was kind of a, an in-between. I'm not a scientist, but, but I am about to be broke. Broker. Is, that's not going to be a pretty bill next month, but we'll take that on later. We're going to take that on later. For now, we're dancing queens. Dancing queens and witty bitches and disco liabilities. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>